Hello and welcome to the Good Fight Podcast 2023. We're glad to be able to be back with you for the new year. And uh, even though it's mid to late January, by the time we're getting to it, uh, we hope that the wait will have been worthwhile and that you'll enjoy our session back together today. Yep, it is certainly great to be back. Um, I think we both have had a good time away. We'll talk about that uh, more uh, later. Uh, but excited, energized, and ready for this new year for sure. Yeah. So uh, our last season, season two, ended rather abruptly. I think we both had planned on uh, doing at least one more episode, and uh, we'd encourage you to go back and listen to that last episode because it was one that we both felt very strongly about. Uh, I'll tell a little bit why that we didn't get the newsletter out or any of the resources uh, in a second, but I encourage you to do that. And uh, the newsletter never got published, so we'll try to include some of the relevant uh, items this week. Yeah, and as we begin 2023 uh, and the first episode of Season 3, the format of of this episode, uh, we're both going to lead a segment about the things uh, important to us going into this year, a little bit of a reflection of what has happened. Um, And then uh, closer to the end, the third segment, um, we're going to do, we're going to talk about something that we can all do. Uh, Basically, the mission of our podcast, informing and empowering truth seekers to take their place in the good fight and how we can do that. Yep. So after this break, Denver gets to lead off and we'll be back in just a second for that. Okay, and we are back. Uh, and as promised, we're going to give uh, just a little uh, overview of um, of what we're looking forward to talking about in 23 and kind of a recap of, of the time uh, that we had away. Um, so I'm feeling refreshed. Uh, I had to, I was able to go home uh, for three weeks. I had no work, no school. I was able to take a couple of vacations with my family. Um, and it was very, very nice. And like I said, I feel really refreshed. Uh, family time is very important to me, um, very uh, family oriented, just to be able to be with my dad. And um, I, just, I have a really close relationship with him. And it, it's it's great. You know, you can you can um, you can be with them. And so I was just very happy to to be home. I had a great Christmas and New Year's. Um, but over the time, I also had some um, time to enhance my routines. Um, and the biggest thing really is organization. Um, and an example of that is I've really never had a real calendar. <laughs> so for the first time ever, um, I've kind of, I, I've made my calendar and I'm, I'm sticking to it. Um, so, you know, my reading times I have in my calendar and I just kind of follow, follow that throughout the day. And it just makes, it kind of keeps me accountable, uh, to the different things that I need to do during a day. Um, so that has really helped me. Um, and so I started, uh, my, uh, spring semester at college and, you know, I'm really excited for that. Uh, this upcoming semester, I have a lot of response responsibilities, um, some new ones, um, but I'm praying that I can do good by those. Um, I'm thankful for them too. Um, yeah, I'd rather have these responsibilities, um, and people who are counting on me to do things rather than not. And speaking of that, I got promoted in the two jobs that I have. Um, for I am a coach for football, 
and I work in the financial aid office at my school. And it's just great and nice to feel wanted and valuable. Um, but really, it's all thanks to the Lord. Um, he put me in these positions, um, you know, at the beginning of football and a year and a half ago for financial aid. And I really didn't know what he was doing with these uh, different things. Um, but really, the Lord's plan becomes clearer with time, and he is always faithful. Um, and I am really feeling that uh, as of, of recently, just with the different things going on in my life. So I have a great sense of of uh, thankful, uh, thankfulness at the moment. Um, with school, uh, so far this uh, semester, I've been prompted with some really great thought-provoking questions. My uh, professors are really doing a good job at that. Um, kind of what they've been doing is throwing a question out there. Um, some of them, you know, fairly controversial. Um, but the nice thing is they are just letting us discuss and debate these types of things. And I think that's very, very important. And, you know, if you kind of look at the status quo of colleges and professors, this really isn't it. And I'm glad to be at this university where these professors have the courage and boldness uh, to do these things um, and to, you know, ask these really tough questions. Um, and I'll just give a quick example. One of my professors said, would you rather have a universal basic income for everybody, but you get to cut all of the welfare programs or you keep welfare. And so at first I was like, Oh, UBI, I hate, I'm totally against that. I hate every part of it, which I do. <laughs> but the, the part that makes me question it is like, okay, if, if we have to keep one um, and if we get UBI, we can cancel all welfare programs. So to me, I was thinking of that as more of a reform to welfare, adding UBI and taking all of the other welfare programs out of that. But we're still discussing that and I'm still undecided. So um, I'm praying on, you know, me having some more opinion on that as we go on. But as far as our country, obviously a lot has gone on. Um, the big, House vote uh, for the speaker. Obviously, that was the talk of the town and still kind of is. Um, but to me, I'm wondering if all the talk from Republicans is just that. Is it just talk? Because I, you know, I was watching closely with the with the the, the vote for speaker and um, very, very impassioned speeches were given on the House floor and really good ones, too. People had some great points um, and, you know go to the Kevin McCarthy speech uh, when he finally got elected. And I thought that speech was very, very strong. Um, the only thing is, is I'm wondering if he can keep his promises um, because he said some great things in there, uh, called out uh, the woke culture and how um, uh, just how he wants to, to go against that. Um, and then the second thing is, can he keep the Republicans united? And that's something I really don't know. Um, time will tell on that one. Um, so that that was kind of you know what um, has been going on in my life as of recent, and the things going on in my mind. Um, there's probably a lot more. Well, there is a lot more, um, but that's the best way I can kind of summarize and explain it. It's been very um, good, and I'm so excited for this year. Uh, for many reasons, and I am uh, definitely looking forward uh, to what we can do in season three of this podcast. 
Yep. Well, I have to tell you, Denver, I really admire the way that you've uh, been able to handle the multiple things and, and uh, you know, you're practicing and, and kind of learning from your mistakes and everything, but all of it's uh, very good stuff. And I think you're being acknowledged for that. I think that's, uh, that's very exciting. So well, thank I guess you. we'll it's, come back um, here in a second. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. And, and, and it'll be my turn. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Be back. We're back, and it's Brian, and it's, um, it's my turn to take a segment and explain a little bit about what's going been going on with me and some of the things I see as our issues that for uh, us as our audience, uh, we would love for you to be informed about and then see what resonates with you and how you might uh, speak into that if you feel so called. First of all, the reason that the season ended so abruptly. <laughs> there were uh, some personal stuff happened to me, uh, just some stuff with my health, which is fine, but uh, ended up being fine. But uh, it happened shortly after we recorded the last episode, uh, and I got them checked out and and just realized probably most of the issues were just the result of stress uh, in, in my life. And that, uh, I mean, I'm retired, and so what do I have to be stressed about, which is, is really a good thing. And uh, when you're... That's supposed to have the peace of God and the the joy of the Lord and and all that stuff. Uh, that that question is key in my mind too. Uh, I know one thing was just I mean, the, the whole elections thing that there was a there, there was a lot of lot going on roiling around. A lot of hope, a lot of work, a lot of prayer, a lot of podcast episodes and uh, and all. And then when the election didn't go quite the way we had prayed that it would go in the short term, uh, I I I knew that. Um, uh, just had to uh, to take a little bit of time off from that because just being involved in that, listening to the podcast and all that stuff just was proving very stressful for me. So I ended up taking all of December and a little bit of the beginning of January off from that kind of stuff. I listened to a lot of music, listened to a lot of uh, sermons, and then um, I, uh, I I just need to learn that I really need to trust the Lord and really focus uh, my emphasis on things and trust the Lord that whatever he doesn't doesn't call me to trust him to handle it that I'm not indispensable <laughs> uh, I, I was indispensable before the election but not after the election right I think we talked about that Denver uh, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, nobody's indispensable uh, and then I, I kind of learned and realized that yeah I, I've got to have a life I, I can't just be I, I'm, I'm not a full-time activist and so I, I've got to have a life where I interact with people I have leisure activities I have you know hobbies things I do for fun and then ministry things that I do like the podcast and like mentoring uh, younger people and and praying with with people uh, but all that all that can all work in and so I'm not obsessed by by some of these things so I um uh, I was glad to kind of become aware of that or be reminded of that uh reminded that the the gospel is ultimately the main thing uh and that even in, in that we can I we can make it that way and give people a chance to respond to the gospel that that uh, we're all sinners and we need a savior and Jesus uh, is uh, said he's the way and truth and life and that we can, even in the midst of talking about these kind of things, we can introduce that as, as time goes by. So uh, I think that was, uh, that was a good thing. 
So uh, it's a work in progress for me. And so I'll kind of keep you posted about that. But obviously, we're back here with the podcast and trying to do things that are practical and to live up to that too, uh, so that so that individuals don't have to obsess that we can equip and and empower uh, you, our listeners, to to kind of take up what your part is in that and uh, have it work much better. Uh, moving on, I've got a, a few uh, items that I just think are good for you to know about. Uh, the first one is quite quite time sensitive, and it really seems very nerdy and kind of down in the weeds. A couple of these things are, but we're recording this on Tuesday, January the twenty fourth. This Friday on the twenty seventh, the Republican National Committee is meeting down in Dana Point, and they're electing a uh, uh, electing or reelecting a chair. And uh, there are two very interesting people that are trying to run and unseat the current chair, which I think has kind of been pretty lackluster. Uh, one is Mike Lindell of My Pillow fame, and uh, I admire his uh, his zeal uh, and all. And yet, the candidate I'm kind of uh, favoring toward is a, a California lawyer by the name of Harmeet Dillon, uh, and she's an uh, Indian, uh, in, uh, an immigrant from India. She's a fighter. Uh, I, if you watch uh, some of the uh, conservative news outlets, you'll see her as a commentator. She's very articulate. She's very passionate. She has a great uh, ideas about what to do with the Republican National Committee. And I, I just think it would be wonderful. It's some, something to pray because just like a lot of things, there's a deep state in that too. And what's fascinating, the Republican National Committee is called the 168. And basically, it's three people from all 50 states and the other 18 is three people from six different territories. And they kind of meet in secret, and it's all kind of you know smoke and mirrors type and stuff, which is one of the things she wants to deal with. But uh, just really have that in your prayers. We'll try to get this out, and I'm going to be trying to get some other prayer uh, things out. But uh, very, very interesting. Had, had that been on your radar, Denver? Uh, slightly. Um, yeah, I heard when, when Mike Lindell had... Uh, uh, said he was going to run. I that's what I kind of tuned into the whole thing, and I think Mike <laughs> Lindell is a great example of how important how important a voice is. Not so sure if he's a great fit for you know uh, the chair or you know something like that though. Yeah, that's well put. Well put. Uh, my next thing is Denver mentioned the House of Representatives and the Speaker. Uh, I've got a resource here the, where a, a freshman congressman is explaining how important these new rules are that they established and and how some of the rule changes that were hammered out during that uh, strange multi-vote thing that got Kevin McCarthy elected finally uh, are very, very significant. And uh, just like with the 168, the Republican National Committee, that resource, you'll get to hear Harmeet Dillon kind of summarize that. In this one, you'll get to hear uh, this freshman congressman summarize uh, some of those things and how that that complex process that many were decrying uh, ended up resulting in some very good things. So uh, I, I would commend that to you. Uh, another resource I, I found very interesting is just about reminding ourselves uh in, in general, how important things are in the local level. And I'll talk more about that in the next segment. But uh, the importance of local law enforcement. And I've got up a very interesting interview with a, uh, the sheriff of a large, quite conservative county in Texas that's talking about the, uh, the difference between local law enforcement, all that he can do as a sheriff, some of the things he can't do with federal law enforcement, but some of the things they can do to try to stay in communication with one another. So I think that's, uh, that's, that's very fascinating, too. 
next thing, religious liberty. Uh, we are um, in, in a season with court precedent that really has no uh, has no. Uh, no background in in any of our lifetimes that the the because of all the good court decisions that have come down the time is really ripe for religious liberty to be able to establish uh, again some good footholds and so uh, kelly shackelford is a lawyer he heads up a, a legal defense group called first liberty and uh, that they're all about religious freedom. He's got a couple of different uh, segments from one speech on the Wall Builders website that uh, I'll put up for you. But I think that would be very worthwhile and very encouraging. If you're looking for, for encouragement, that would be uh, a very good thing. Uh, lastly, uh, if you uh, are just a perspective on, uh, on the, the subject of marriage from a biblical standpoint, uh, if you have kind of had your ear to the ground in some Christian circles, a famous um, uh, Christian music artist, Amy Grant, uh, had generated some controversy in some of the things that she, she said uh, that seemed to have been somewhat biblically questionable about the idea of gay marriage. Uh, and uh, uh, another Christian, a former um, uh, a gay person named Dor uh, uh, Joe Dallas wrote a very good article about uh, how to be how you how we must be biblical, but we must be compassionate too. I think he made a very good argument about how to speak out about some of these things that that are pretty clearly unbiblical, and yet not to completely throw uh, people like Amy Grant under the bus who have genuinely in the past ministered to people. So um, I, I just think that that's a really good thing and, and would commend those resources to you. But just as kind of we, we get up and going for the, the new year, uh, just try to spend some time in these resources and see what you resonate with and then kind of go toward that. And that might be a good indication of what God might be, uh, might be calling you to. Yep. You know, that's a lot of good stuff, Brian. And kind of going back to when you were recapping, you know, what has gone on and past month or two, I think it's it's so important um, for people to have the um, uh, the awareness of uh, when you kind of need to take a pause from politics or different things in your life and refocus on the main thing we talk about so much. Um, and I, I think that was very wise um, and something we can all learn from. Um, and I know for myself, it was a good refreshing feeling. And so um, it's a great reminder uh, just to, to keep our priorities straight and it's okay to, to, like you said, have a life sometimes um, and, and to put other things aside, but keeping the main thing, the main thing. Yep. Yeah, that's great. It's great to be able to listen to some of that stuff and, uh, and uh, not have my blood boil so much, have a more Christ-like perspective. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and also just realize how much other things like those sermons and how much my music means to me and how I need to stay uh, attached to that. It really is a part of me. So it's great. We'll be back in a second and talk about what we should all uh, try to get down to the trenches and start doing. So I'll be back in a moment. Okay, and we are back for our next segment. Um, and here we kind of want to talk about um, uh, about our mission. And um, if you remember uh, a few podcasts ago in, in season two, uh, right around the election time, I shared a story 
about the the students um, in in the office that I work in. Uh, one that they were not voting in that election, and two, uh, most of them were not registered to vote. One other uh, person besides me was uh, registered to vote. So as we go on, that is my job. That is my space that I need to personally interject myself into and and do what I can um, to either convince them to get registered to vote or convince them why they need to get registered to vote, why they need to uh, vote in the first place. Um, so, um, and, and really the work begins now on that because when the elections come up and are upon us, uh, we don't want to be playing catch up. At that point, it's pretty much too late. And I, I learned that firsthand um, last time around the day before the election when I asked uh, everybody uh, if you know they had voted, that kind of thing. <laughs> I just kept get, hearing no, 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 et cetera. So at that point, it was too late for me uh, for the most part. Um, so I need to start that work now. Um, and I, I don't really have to outright you know, tell them, you know, okay, everybody needs to get registered to vote. But I think I can start that conversation by just asking questions. And I found that in other things, asking questions and, and kind of leading towards something is kind of the way to go in that realm. Um, and one thing about our opposition, uh, the Democrats and, and uh, the people in that party, is they do work very hard. Um, it's kind of a, it's a compliment, you know, me complimenting a Democrat. Uh, anyways, we have to outwork them. Um, and, and that's kind of hard to do because they are very good at that, but simply we, we have to do it. Um, and, uh, that begins with the people, uh, around us uh, that we see every day, our family, friends, that's the easiest part, but that's where you should start. And that's where I'm going to start. Yep. Well, it's kind of the, the title of this episode is just, uh, more of the, the ground game. And, uh, you know, it's not the d digging in the dirt is not pretty. It's, uh, it, it's time consuming and, uh, and, and yet it's, it's what's necessary, like you said, and now is the time to do it. So I'm really glad you brought that up, Denver and, you know, our, our own sphere. And that's a lot of what I want to encourage myself and our listeners to, to figure out is the people that you have contact with, you know, there are literally life and death things that are, uh, I think is very arguable that, that there's a hostile takeover going on of our country and our culture uh, and kind of our birthright as Americans. And uh, it's, it's a hard case to make to some people when it's comfortable, but I think it's important for us to try to learn how to make that in the course of our daily lives. So uh, for me, I, I'm, I'm going to continue to try to identify and support uh, young people like you, uh, Denver, uh, and other high school students and maybe people from the church and try to, try to get groups together and, and, uh, and, and take them through material and, and that kind of thing. And so I really want to try to be very proactive and, and, uh, looking for students that are kind of bent in that direction so that they can be the ones equipped to go out and multiply this to their own generation. Uh, it, mentioned before, I'm going to have a life to share from, <laughs> uh, that I want to identify my gifts and, and really focus that and not be out there doing too much of a shotgun approach, but to really seek the Lord for what He seriously wants me to do and that I can be happy and satisfied and, and fruitful in that. 
and uh, and trust him for the rest. So for you listeners, just would encourage you to, it, it's going to take some time, try to set aside some time to listen to some of these resources. Uh, I mean, what we put up is just represent just a very few of the things that we look at and listen to every week and really try to help you be informed of the stuff uh, that will be be good and help you be able to speak in some of this and encourage you to to, to seek and, and pray about what your job is. And it's most likely right under your nose. Uh, there's some people that are going to be vaulted out to a national level, and that's wonderful. Uh, but most likely it's going to be right in your neighborhood or in your sphere of friends or in your social club or your church. Uh, and uh, just really pray that the Lord will help you find your voice and your particular topic or area of interest and really be able to pour into that and have joy and, and trust Him for the results. So, uh, as we mentioned earlier, it's a work in progress, and we'll try to update you as we go on with some of our future uh, episodes. But we hope that you'll uh, you'll let us know uh, what's helpful and what could be more helpful. And I think we'll be back in a second for our quote of the week and our conclusion. back to conclude season three episode one of the good fight podcast we thank you for tuning in and i want to give you a quote for this week and it uh it is an anonymous quote <laughs> uh and it's because i i heard it on one of the podcasts i was listening to and tried to figure out who it was that said it and what podcast it was and i can't <laughs> but i liked it so much i wanted to share it with you anyway and I think you'll be able to uh, to to get that. So I think uh, yeah, any any time people of the of Christian background or or believe in solid morals or uh, you know, a good ethical framework that uh, that this quote could could be applied for. I mean, it, it talks about the Bible, and I, I I'm speaking of it in that context. But uh, the quote is that in in interacting with today's world. You're either going to fight the culture or you're going to fight the Bible. And I think that that's so profound, and, and especially for us as believers, uh, Christian believers, that we, we really need to affirm that what the Bible clearly speaks about, that we as believers need to clearly speak about. And there, there are a lot of waters, I think, that are unnecessarily muddy because we don't acknowledge that how clearly the Bible speaks to them. And we're so worried about accommodating the culture and trying to, uh, trying to, I don't know if appease is quite the right word, uh, but but please or get along, that uh, we are afraid to to articulate that stuff even in a, a very even-handed and kind way. So I just I, I really like that. I've been chewing on it a lot. Yeah, that's really good. And I think the the world that we live in today, anything that we read could be a lie. And so it's nice uh, to, in my quiet time and, and reading the Bible, have something that I know is true. <laughs> it's just kind of refreshing. So it's a, it's a good practice. Yeah, and that's and and not everything. Uh, every biblical doctrine is is an essential. There are some secondary things and uh, and all, but. Uh, but at, at the same time, I, I agree with you, Denver, that 
that's one of the reasons that I probably we uh, or Christians some in the past and Jesus himself uh, end up being so hated is that uh, that because we have our our feet on that rock so to speak uh, that uh, that they're immovable and when the rest of the sands of the culture are shifting and sometimes people know that things are right deep down underneath it but then they can't they don't have a reason why that they're right and so I think sometimes we're susceptible to uh, to kind of emotional arguments where uh, we end up siding with the culture instead of the Bible and that that will get us in big trouble. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I can see firsthand, you know, I can see, remember some examples of people in my life that kind of follow the culture rather than, you know, what they think that what they know deep down inside is right, but they just can't bring themselves to, to be uh, grounded in that for whatever reason. Yeah. Well, and there's a, another good way of being trying to be in contact with people that we know that are, yeah. are maybe even early in that process to try to try to head that off because uh, yeah. there are a lot of people. It's called deconstructing your faith. It's a lot, there are a lot of people that are are doing that for that very reason. So yeah. uh, something we can can keep in mind. Well, we sure appreciate yeah. you listening, and hope you'll email us at goodfight seventy one at gmail dot com. Let us know what you think. Uh, look at some of those resources. If you want to be put on the email list, let us know at that email. And uh, God bless all of you. It's nice to be back together with you, Denver. Absolutely. Keep up the good fight and God bless. All right. Goodbye. <laughs>